Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Glad to see you on this Saturday night. Not your typical Saturday night. It's Championship Saturday and also the last one. It's the last one. Kind of sad about that, honestly. Like, there's a lot to talk about. A lot of things happen today. There's so much more football to still be played, yet at the exact same time. At the exact same time, this is it. This is it. All that's left is bowl games and stuff like that, so... I hope you enjoyed it today. I hope you soaked it in because this is all we got. So, one second here. Let me uh, let me share the show. Let me get this thing out here. Let me get this out here, and uh, we'll get started. Sorry about this. You guys had a good day. And uh, I did. I went to a Christmas parade this morning with uh, with my little guy. He had a good time. Saw a bunch of high school marching bands and stuff like that. That's really about what you're going to get. <laughs> uh, no, it was a good time, though. It was a really good time. So that's what we did today. I had a pretty big day, actually. We, uh, My son and I went to a Christmas parade and then uh, watched a lot of football. And I uh, smoked some salmon on the green egg. So big day for me. And I hope you guys had a good one as well. All right, finally, done stalling. Shared it out there. The link is out. So uh, welcome in. Glad to see you guys. And uh, you guys know the drill by now. At least I hope you know the drill by now if you've been here before. Uh, I'm just going to drive the comments. You want to see my notes? There there aren't any. You guys are going to be driving the bus here on uh, this championship Saturday night. Whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about. Of course, we had games. Oklahoma State came up. This short to being left out of the playoff anyway. So, I mean, at the time you thought Oklahoma State, having run 17 plays inside of Baylor's 10-yard line to score one touchdown. 17 plays, and they scored one touchdown inside of Baylor's 10, and they came up this short, this short from winning the game and at the time, you thought that they that that cost them a playoff berth, and it did not. They weren't going to get in anyway because Alabama beat Georgia the way they did. And so, if the score holds up in Indianapolis, I mean, Michigan is just smothering Iowa. I, Iowa can't score; they can't score at, at all. So, unless something crazy happens, your playoff is going to be Alabama at one, Michigan at two. Georgia at three and Cincinnati at four. There's your playoff. The committee avoided chaos today. In fact, this is just going to be handed to them on a silver platter. So there's the the simplest takeaway from Championship Saturday that there is. There's your playoff. But 
no notes, so I'm just going to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. I think there's some other news out there that a lot of you guys are excited about. Some of you guys are excited about anyway. I think Memphis Rebel nailed it. Said extension must. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty savvy PR move from Ole Miss to, I mean, totally a coincidence that uh, the second the SEC championship ends, they created a news cycle where people were talking about Ole Miss instead of Alabama. Pretty savvy from a PR perspective uh, to, to release it then. But yeah, Lane Kiffin gets his contract extension. Uh, you know, Chris Lowe's reporting it's going to start at $7.5 million. There's going to be a ton of a ton of incentives added to it. I mean, you can basically guarantee Lane Kiffin's going to make over $8 million at Ole Miss next year. Uh, It will be just four years because that's what the state of Mississippi is, but I also promise you there's probably a pretty hefty buyout and some rollover clauses and things of that nature. So seven and a half base incentives will take them up over eight. I've been telling you, whenever that contract comes out, people are going to be surprised that Ole Miss is able to pay that much money and and yet here they are. the The next step is trying to to get Jeff Levy locked up. Uh, the The word out there is that he's got an offer or will get an offer of over two million dollars. Apparently, Oklahoma is a suitor. Apparently, Brian Kelly and LSU is a suitor. But my gosh, if I'm Jeff Levy, I I would much rather if I'm going to be an offensive coordinator still work for Lane Kiffin over Brian Kelly. Uh, th- that's not a job I would take at all. Uh, I wouldn't even pick up the phone, but that's just me, whatever. Uh, So that's the next step. But yeah, big day for Ole Miss, locking up Lane Kiffin. I mean, I I said this on Twitter, and I know not all of you follow me on Twitter, so I'll repeat it here. Um, If you would have told me in August, back in August, that Ole Miss is going to go 10-2, and they're going to be guaranteed an access bowl. Turns out it's going to be the Sugar. They're guaranteed an access bowl. They're going to go 10-2. and And Southern Cal, LSU, Florida, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and basically Miami are all going to come open, and Lane Kiffin won't go to any of them, and he will remain at Ole Miss. I I would not have believed you. I would have bet my car that with all those jobs coming open, he would have been somewhere else next year. It's really significant news for Ole Miss that this coaching carousel went down like this, and yet he is still in Oxford. And somebody was really quick to point out that, well, they didn't. none of those jobs interviewed him. That's not really the point. The point is, if I would have told you in August, Ole Miss is going 10-2, and 10-2, and two, and all of those jobs are going to come open, you would have bet me your life that he was going to be gone. Whether or not these jobs interviewed him, I, I don't think is necessarily relevant to that point. You would have thought that he was gone. I would have thought that he was gone, and yet he is staying at Ole Miss with a pretty expensive extension. That's a big deal. That is a really big deal. And I think it's a mistake that some of these places didn't call him because I would have a fire in their position, but they some of them did not. Seemingly most of them did not, and Ole Miss gets to lock up a guy that led them to their first 10-win season, regular season, in program history. And if they win the Sugar Bowl, if they beat Baylor, who is who they will play in the Sugar Bowl, first 11-win season in program history. You've just locked that guy up uh, with a pretty significant deal. And the next layer to this is you had a coaching carousel that had that many jobs come open. How many jobs of that caliber will come open next year? The, the, the fear of him jumping, I think, should be 
really calmed down now because what job of that caliber, of old Mrs. Caliber, and I would say the same thing about Mississippi State, for whatever it's worth, if you're a State fan hanging on, I know it's a lot of old Miss talk tonight. That's just how it is sometimes. Old Miss fans didn't listen to these when State was in Omaha, so I imagine State fans aren't listening to the day that Kiffin signs an extension. But anyway, um, how many of those caliber jobs are coming open next year? I mean, some of them do. Jobs always tend to come open, but there's not that many out there anyway. That's what I've been talking about all summer and all season with you guys is there aren't that many jobs that are better than the ones in the SEC. How many of these are going to come open next year? Not many. And now you've got seven and a half base with a ton of incentives locked up for the next four years plus a bunch of rollover years into Lane Kiffin. And you're investing in facilities and all that. It's a good day. It's a really good day. You win the Egg Bowl, you're going to the Sugar Bowl, and you've locked up Lane Kiffin long-term. You guys got to be feeling really, really good today. You should be. If you're not, you should be. Tucker says, hello from London. What's up, man? What are you doing in London? That's pretty cool. What time is it over there? Okay, so it's 9 here. Is it like 5 a.m. there? Or like 4 a.m.? What are you doing in London? Good to see you, man. Glad to hear from you. Paul's just pumped. He said, Sugar Bowl, let's go. Yes, uh, Ole Miss is going to the Sugar Bowl. If you haven't already, go ahead and start booking your hotel rooms. I would encourage you not to buy buy tickets yet. I would wait if I were you because uh, the prices are pretty gouged right now. They're going to come down from where they currently sit, I think. I could be wrong. I think. They're going to come down from where they currently sit. I, I believe that to be the case. So you don't have to buy your tickets yet. But go ahead and start booking your hotels, Airbnbs. I, I, I've gone, I've been to New Orleans a lot uh, since I moved to Jackson. I, I go a couple times a year now at this point to go see the Pelicans play, uh, Saints, or like in April I was there just with my family just for a weekend. Um, I would encourage you to branch out a, a, a little bit. Just Just branch out some. We got an Airbnb in the Garden District uh, back in April, and it was awesome. We were a block and a half from Magazine Street, which is which is cool. Um, that's where I would recommend you stay. It's a, we were like a mile and a half from the suit, ah, a little bit longer than that. We were a quick Uber ride to the dome, and we were a block and a half north of Magazine Street. It was peaceful, like it was calm, and and like it was it was it was it was neighborhood, but it was a nice old neighborhood, and you could walk to the bars on magazine. It was a really cool spot. That's what I would encourage you to do. If you've done the quarter thing and you've done the Bourbon Street thing, give that a shot. And if you want Rex, or like if you're looking at places and you you want to know if it's a decent spot or whatever, I would be happy to help because I said this on Twitter as well. The people that put down New Orleans. I'm not saying everybody should want to live there. Living there is a different animal than visiting there. That's not for everybody. I understand that. If you wouldn't want to live there, I I, I feel you. I understand that. I'm not going to talk down to that. But if you're the person, or if you're around somebody that says, oh, I would never want to go there. That place sucks. Uh, No. Those people are wrong. If you cannot have fun, in New Orleans for a couple of days. That is a you problem. That is not a New Orleans problem. It's a great time. 
I love it down there. I've adopted it as my my favorite city since I moved to Jackson and just adopted the Saints and Pelicans just kind of out of nowhere because they were the closest teams here. And when I had my apartment, I had the worst how did you become a fan story ever. Uh, I went to New Orleans for the first time when I was 19 for a fraternity formal. And we only went to Bourbon Street. That was it. Like That's all I knew. And I thought it was the greatest city on earth. Um, but the more I started going, the more I branched out and then moved to Jackson. And I had a small 580-square-foot apartment that I could barely afford. So I didn't get but the basic cable package that they offered. And that cable package happened to have Fox and Fox Sports New Orleans so I could watch the Saints every Sunday, but really no other NFL game. And I could watch the Pelicans. And so I just decided, sitting in that little apartment, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to adopt these two teams. And I've been going to New Orleans a few times a year ever since. And I love it. I absolutely love it. So if you're looking for recommendations or anything, shoot me a DM or an email, and I will be happy to help you. I'm not as good as a local or somebody from there, so I'm not like a tour guide or anything, but I can give you my experiences and help you out. If you're going to make the trip, you should make the trip. It's a good time. It's a great city. It's a lot of fun. Don't listen to the fun sponges. Those people are wrong. Go and have fun. Go and have fun. Justin pointing out that Ole Miss beat Memphis in basketball today. Yeah, I made the joke that uh, the cost of the roster, (laughs) the discrepancy in cost of the roster between Memphis and Ole Miss. And by the way, I'm not hating on Memphis for that. Play the game, right? Don't hate the player, hate the game. The game is in college basketball to get the best players. You got to do what you got to do to get them. I would love to see like a spreadsheet of how much Memphis's roster cost versus how much Ole Miss's roster cost. <laughs> because when you consider the uh, the investment that Memphis has made into their roster, they shouldn't be losing to Ole Miss. But yet that happened. So yeah. Jason says, ah, well, what was that Kurt? What was that Kirby was saying about can't outcoach recruiting? Funny how Saban does just that every time Georgia plays Alabama. Yeah, Nick Saban, this is what I was talking about this week, and I kind of hedged my bet. I picked Georgia to win the game, but I kept reminding people, you're counting out Nick Saban. That's a stupid thing to do. I saw a clip floating around today uh, from the J-Boy show. I I heard it everywhere, everywhere, and Nick Saban referenced it after the game. Nobody believed in Alabama in this game. Nobody. And I even saw, saw somebody... How is Georgia giving up this many points to a team that couldn't score on Auburn? Don't use transitive property in college football. How can you be a a media person still applying transitive property, especially to Nick Saban's coached Alabama? People somehow this week, somehow this week, forgot what Nick Saban's Alabama is. It is the best run in the history of college football. The best run that has ever happened. It's a machine. And yes, they struggled with Auburn last week. But did you really expect anybody to blow out Nick Saban's Alabama? No. If you did, you were just blinded by the hope that somebody could. Not the reality that is Alabama's inevitable. If Nick Saban's coaching the team, never count them out. Ever, ever, ever. Never count out Nick Saban's Alabama because this is what happens when you do. It's today. 
This is what happens when you do. And yes, Nick out coached Kirby Smart. Absolutely 100% that happened. Kirby Smart got out coached today. And yeah, he recruits like hell. He's got the best collection of talent in America, and they'll just keep recruiting and keep recruiting and keep recruiting, and, and they'll get one of these eventually. But that's not all. That's not the only reason why Nick Saban is good. I hate when people try to say, oh, he's just a good recruiter. No, it's the process. He's able to bring in these five-star kids and eliminate their ego. They they play to a process. They play within a system and a, a mentality that comes from the top. It's not just talent acquisition. It's what you do when you get that talent. And you saw what happens today. You saw the difference today. Georgia, not poorly coached, don't get me wrong. I mean, Todd Munkin's a really good OC. Uh, I mean, their defensive coordinator is up possibly for head coaching jobs. Uh, like, they're not poorly coached, don't get me wrong. But you saw the difference, right? You saw today that Nick Saban's success at Alabama is not just getting good players. It's what you do once you get the good players. And what Saban does is better than what Kirby does once he gets them. That was very much on display today. And most importantly, Alabama has elite quarterback play and Georgia does not. That was that was the biggest difference that I saw today was Alabama high-level quarterback play, Georgia not. And by the way, everything I've said about Bryce Young is stupid. <laughs> everything I said about Bryce Young the last few weeks has turned out to be really stupid. You know, you, you don't bat a thousand, right? If you're if you're making opinions, you're not going to get them all right. Uh, that uh, what does Cowherd do? Where Colin was wrong, yeah. Where Michael was wrong. Uh, yikes on my Bryce Young takes. That that's uh, pretty brutal. There's your Heisman Trophy winner, deservedly so. Damn, he was special today against the best defense in college football. God, he was so good today. Man, never. Count out Nick Saban coached Alabama ever. Never question them. Never count them out ever. Don't do it. Don't do it. Kyle's just says roll tide. Fireman says national lane signing day. One night this rebel was glad Bama won. Now we will mostly get Baylor in the sugar. That's right. Uh, I think you can lock that in. That is basically guaranteed. Um, That's what it feels like anyway. I guess something crazy could happen tomorrow. That is uh, that is it. That it, it's Ole Miss Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. That is uh, that is it. I don't know what you're referencing here. Why not put your shoulder in the guy's chest instead of finessing it? I'm not quite sure what you're referencing here, but uh, that's uh, that's true. Tucker, two forty eight a.m. in London. What are you doing, man? You got to tell me. Sid says, think about it for a moment. Bama and Georgia as a first-round matchup as to guarantee a non-SEC final. Um, I don't think they'll do that. I, I don't think that they will schedule a rematch in the first round. I don't think they will. I could be wrong. I think you're going to see Alabama-Cincinnati. What's the score in the Michigan game? Are they still in control? Yeah, so they have the ball 14 to 3. Iowa can't score. Seriously, I, Iowa can't score. 
So Michigan's going to win. I, I think it'll be Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan. Tease pumps is it's a great day to be an Ole Miss Rebel. It was a, that was a hell of a day between beating a top 25 team in basketball, getting the Sugar Bowl, locking up Lane Kiffin. That's a big day. Chase says, for my hatred of Alabama, any chance that Georgia defense and offense ran very base, heavy schemes today? No need to show your combo coverages, blitz packages, et cetera. No, I think they just got beat today. Hey, I think they simply just got beat today. Um, If they do have a rematch, I don't think it's going to go down like that. I don't think it's going to go down like that at all. I expect a much closer game. But no, I, I didn't get the sense that Georgia was going vanilla, if you will. I just think they got beat today. I mean, you you got to remember, and just a collective you, not necessarily you, Chase. I think I think you're you're well aware of of what they are based on your past comments. But people got to remember what this Alabama team and and program is. Bama fans hate Bill O'Brien. I mean, Bill O'Brien was a great coach at Penn State, and he spent time. I know he wasn't very good, but in the NFL as a GM and a head coach. That guy knows what he's doing. That guy can break down schemes as good as anybody. Like, I mean, Alabama's got a former NFL head coach as their offensive line coach. Those that collection of coaches can scheme out scheme anybody. Sometimes, even a Georgia can get beat. You know, it didn't feel like it, but I think that's just. I think they just got their asses kicked today, more than anything else. Peyton's asking if uh, Ole Miss can retain Levy. They can, uh, not if a head coaching job comes open. And maybe he just maybe he wants to just leave and get more credit for the offense. Because look, when when Ole Miss's offense does well, who does everybody credit? They credit Lane. That that's who they give credit to. They they don't give credit to Levy. They they give it to Lane. Now, people in coaching understand the deal, but maybe he just wants to get more recognition. I don't know. Uh, but but Ole Miss is going to offer him $2 million is the word out there. If that's true, um, I think it would be a mistake for him to leave for LSU. Uh, you know, maybe he can go to Oklahoma and coach under Venables, and, and yeah, maybe that's more attractive. We'll see what Oklahoma does. If I were him, I'm not going to coach under Brian Kelly. My next move would be to be a head coach, which is, is coming very soon. Um, that's just me. I, I I am not, I don't know if you guys have picked up on it, I am not the biggest Brian Kelly fan. It's not somebody that I would want to coach under. Uh, that's just me. Venables, probably different story. And, I mean, he is a, an alum of Oklahoma. That does change things some. But LSU is not a place I would go if I were him. It's possible. He's going to get a big offer. He's going to get a big offer, no doubt. Zach says the Baylor-Oklahoma State game was pretty meh, but that last-ditch effort by the fighting Mike Gundy's was pretty fun. That and then the play. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I thought I thought Oklahoma State won the game. The second he broke to the pylon, I did not expect somebody to catch him and make that play. That was an incredible play. What was it, 43 from Baylor? I don't remember his name. I don't know. Uh, I, I really don't know. But what a play he made. And, I mean, Baylor's doing that with a backup quarterback, by the way. And maybe he'll be healthy for the bowl game and, and we'll get to see Baylor at full strength. I don't know. But 
I mean, what a great individual play from Baylor in that moment. Because I thought it was over. The second he broke to the outside, I thought, game over. You're, you're not beating him to the corner. There's no way. And yet, that close. But you're right. The game was bad. Uh, I, I think those are two good defenses that are schemed really well, paired with a couple of offenses that are pretty limited. I think neither Baylor nor Oklahoma State is particularly good on that side of the ball. So when you have two good defenses and two pretty rough at times offenses, that's the kind of game you're going to get, especially with Baylor with a backup quarterback. I mean, they're better uh, at full strength. But, yeah, it wasn't a good game to watch. The ending was pretty electric. But the game itself, eh, I'm with you there. Cole Reb 2000 says, Ole Miss says, hello, Sugar Bowl, our old friend. Yeah, yeah, you will be back. Chelsea says, Brian Kelly says, come be my family. <laughs> uh, T, uh, that's just speculation as far as him going to Oklahoma. They haven't hired a coach yet. There are people, though, that think that if Venables is the guy at Oklahoma, he would bring Lebby with him. There are people that think that. Will that be the case? I don't know. Oklahoma's got to hire a head coach first, though, before any of that materializes. But that, that's just where that's coming from. Uh, that, that is certainly, that has not happened yet at all. And I'm, I'm telling you, Ole Miss is going to offer him something that will be surprising to me, truthfully. Uh, I did not, I mean, everything's getting silly now with, with money and contracts and stuff, but I, I did not see uh, any chance that Ole Miss is going to take their head, co- head coach with, basic incentives up over eight million and have an offensive coordinator that's worth two million. I, I didn't think that day was ever going to come and, and yet here we are. Jason says, I'm pissed. I called this happening to Georgia because their schedule kind of sucked, but my simple ass picked Tennessee to do it. I'm an idiot. Huh? We uh we all have that from time to time. That you know that happens. But yeah, I Georgia was a benefactor of when you look back at it, a really weak schedule. They got Arkansas at a perfect time. Their most difficult game was on the road at Tennessee. I mean, everybody thought the win over Clemson was huge, and Clemson's not. Don't let the record fool you. That's not a good Clemson team at all. Don't let the record fool you. So they were the benefactor of the rare, easy schedule in the SEC. And it turns out when things got real, They got exposed a little bit. I still think they can, and I still think they probably will win the national championship, but they are human, and they got exposed. Memphis Rebels asking, uh, so what does Miami do now? Uh, I mean, still Mario Cristobal. It seems like the reporting that we got on Friday is accurate, that it's either Mario Cristobal or they're going to stick with Diaz, which I think is a disaster. And if you're Manny, what are... uh, if I'm Manny Diaz, here's what I'm doing. I know he's from Miami. He's a Miami guy. His dad was the mayor, all that. And he may not want to leave. But after he got the runaround the way they did, and after he's been treated the way he has by those people, I'm calling Virginia and saying, hey, I'll take your job. If you, And maybe they don't want him, but that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get out if I'm Manny. There's no way I can sit back and be completely hamstrung in my efforts to recruit. By the way, after having my star quarterback get hurt very early in the season, in salvaging the year, they weren't bad salvaging the year with a backup who ended up being pretty good. 
and having a couple close losses in there, but playing well down the stretch, being hamstrung in recruiting and having reporters out there talking about a coaching search. Well, I still have a job. Apparently, Miami has been in talks with Cristobal for days now, many days, like last week this started. And you're telling me if he says no, oh, it's all you. We're going to invest in you, Manny. We love you. We love you so much that we spent a week or more trying to get somebody to replace you. Nah, I'm not putting up with that. I'm gone. I'm gone. Uh it's awful. It sucks. And I, I can't believe I feel bad for a guy that's making $3 million a year to coach football, but I kind of feel bad for Diaz. I mean, it, how can you possibly put a class together with signing day, like what, 12 days away or whatever? How can you put a class together? It's just ridiculous what they've done to him. It's a dumpster fire that they may, may stumble their way into a good hire because a great coach at Oregon happens to be from Miami and played it and, and did everything in Miami and his mom is still there, that they can luck into a good coach despite their disaster because of where the guy's from, not because of who they are. It's a joke, man. I feel I, re- I really do feel bad for Manny Diaz. It's a joke. The whole thing. The, the, I, I mean, the fact that that is obviously what is going on, that it's either Mario Cristobal or they're going to – invest in Manny after all of this, that's a joke. The last time an SEC East team beat Alabama was 2010 South Carolina. Is that true? Insanity. Well, you got to remember, they only, I mean, it's got to be, right? They only play two East teams a year, one of which is always Tennessee, who they've owned for over a decade, and the SEC championship. So, let's see. Conference championships. Got to scroll down a long way before we can get that. All right. So, they've won the SEC. No, they didn't. So, they didn't go in 19, right? Yeah. No, that's right. Isn't it? This isn't giving me a very good list. Maybe I'll, I can find something better. Hold on. Pass scores in SEC championship. Let's see. This will probably give us a better idea. But no, they haven't lost in the season like that in a while. Um, so they didn't go in 17, didn't go in 19. They didn't go in 13 or 10 or 11. So, yeah. Yeah, 2010 South Carolina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, every record that Saban has right now is insane. Jason asking, anyways, Corral that all, is Corral all that Ole Miss loses? No. If so, they can find a serviceable, pretty good quarterback in the portal. That's a top 15 team again with how the defense has come along. No, they lose a lot more than that. So uh, Corral, Sanders, Drummond, um, there's a thought that they may lose a, a running back or two uh, to either a declaration or, or elsewhere because they had TCU's Zach Evans in town this weekend, a former five-star that should have never never wanted to go to TCU in the first place. Uh, so if they're bringing in a running back, it seems like they 
would expect attrition there. Um, they lose Ben Brown on the offensive line. They lose Sam Williams. Chance Campbell probably gone. Jake Springer gone. Uh, everybody else, I think, returning on defense, though. So that's good. Uh, yeah, they got to replace some bodies. The schedule next year sets up really well for them, though. Their first seven games are are really, really easy. It's like Troy, Georgia Tech, another non-conference, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, so, stuff like that. I mean, their first six games, they'll be they'll be the Vegas favorite in their first six games next year, uh, hosting Auburn in week seven. So the schedule sets up better than the team coming back does. And Dylan Gabriel was also on campus today. So that's a pretty big deal. Fireman said the only job, if it did come open to worry about, is Alabama. That's the only way, the only one that Ole Miss has to worry about now. Um, and, yeah, I agree with T, actually. If Alabama does come open, I don't think Lane would be number one or two or three on their list. Honestly, I think it would be, depending on what Cristobal does, I think it would be Dabo and, and Cristobal would be one, two, in my opinion. I mean, that that's a job that they, that can shoot for the stars. I mean, they can uh, can't get anybody they want here for a wedding. Oh, nice, man. Enjoy. Enjoy. It sounds like a blast. An expensive blast, but a blast nonetheless. Chris says, our medical director reserved rooms in Atlanta and New Orleans just in case. Well, you can go ahead and cancel those Atlanta rooms now. You can go ahead and do that. You are uh, headed down to NOLA, that's for sure. Yeah, T, you're right. Uh, Ole Miss fans are going to swarm Baylor fans in NOLA. Uh, Ole Miss will bring forty to 45,000 people, if I had to guess. I think it'll be bigger than the Sugar Bowl 2015, I think. I could be wrong. Uh, you know, maybe the whole negative test vaccine card keeps some people away. Maybe that does. I, I don't know. I, I, at this point, uh, the enforcement of that in New Orleans is is very lax, for whatever that's worth. So maybe that does keep people away. But I would expect the stadium to be 60% Ole Miss fans, 30% Baylor, and then there are going to be some empties because that's kind of how things just, that's kind of how they go now. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, 40, 45,000 Ole Miss fans, somewhere around there. Uh, anyway, let's see. Let me refresh this page, get you some updated scores, too, while we're here. I know some of you are probably watching these games, but, you know, Pitt-Wake is pretty electric, but uh, Kenny Pickett, shout-out to him for being creative, but the fake slide, that, that, that can't be accepted in college football. It's a baller move, don't get me wrong. Like, he clearly practices it. I love Kenny Pickett's game. However, you can't fake slide because – or you you can't allow fake slides and then penalize guys for hitting a quarterback that slides late. No, they, they just have to be free rushers then. Then eliminate sliding. If you can fake slide, then just get rid of it and allow them to be hit whenever. Because two Wake Forest defenders saw him commit to the slide and they stopped because they don't want to get a penalty. And then he pops up and keeps running. That's bogus. So that's got to change. Anyway, Pittsburgh's up by three in the third. Uh, I was down 14 to three. They just got the ball to start the second half. So nothing exciting really there. 
Chelsea, you can expect it's going to be the exact COVID protocols as the Saints, because that's not uh, the Saints making those calls. That's the city kind of telling the Saints what they can and cannot do. Uh, I have not gone to a Saints game yet this year, but I am told that, again, they're checking pretty loosely. It's pretty lax. You don't have to have masks on in the stadium. That's that's not a thing anymore. That was to start the season. It's not now. Um, I mean, I guess maybe I live in a bubble, but like everybody I know has gotten the shots. It's, again, maybe I'm just in a bubble, but everybody I know has gotten it. So all you have to do, I mean, they don't even really look at your card. You just flash it, and they let you in. Apparently, uh, but if you are if you are not, a negative test will get you in. And again, they barely look at that too. Uh, it's pretty easy, as I'm told, and it doesn't hold up the lines at all because apparently they're barely looking at it uh, for whatever that's worth. But again, maybe I'm just in a bubble because everybody I know has gotten it, myself included. Uh, anyway, yeah, the the last five minutes of that hoops game T was brutal to watch. I hate I don't like watching college basketball uh, because of stuff like that. You have Doug shows officiating. And Memphis had bonus free throws for 13 minutes, and both teams were in the bonus for nine minutes. It's ridiculous. It should never, and that's so, that ruins the flow of the game. There was no flow in the game. There wasn't allowed to be a flow in the game because you have a whistle happy, whistle happy ref that anytime they breathe on each other, he's blowing his whistle, and then they have to walk to the free throw line. It, 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 I, college basketball to me is a bad product. I, I don't enjoy it. I know I have to watch it. And I know you guys love your teams, and so I have to watch it and talk about it, but I don't enjoy it. It's, it, it's amazing that the players can play when it's like that. How you can ever make shots, that's why they don't, in part, when the game is so choppy, so stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. I mean, there's no flow. There, there you, I mean, in the, late in the second half of that game, the last 10 minutes of the game, were there any instances where a team or, or both teams went down the floor back and forth four times? So Ole Miss possession, Memphis possession, Ole Miss possession, Memphis possession without a whistle. Did that happen once? I don't think so. It's a joke. It's hard to watch. It really is. And it's, that's across all college basketball. It's really hard to watch. Emin Myrtle says, the only time I would root for Georgia and they lose. Hate to say it, Saban is the best. Yeah. And Ole Miss likely playing Baylor. That's that's how it's going. They're, they're going to play Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. All the screen people say State's going to going to the Texas Bowl. Can I hear Michael's bowl projections? Uh, <laughs> you probably don't want mine because I don't think they'll be accurate. But here, let me see if I can get uh, get you some of the latest bowl projections. Because uh, by now, most everything's already been decided. I mean, they'll they'll release them tomorrow at uh, at noon. They'll release them tomorrow at noon. Uh, I'll do a reaction on Monday morning. We'll just get back to the regular schedule on Monday with you, uh, for whatever that's worth. So uh, here's Brett McMurphy's. I'll I'll share the screen with you as well, just so you can see what I'm looking at. Uh, let's see. So Brett McMurphy's pretty clued in to stuff like this. I still can't believe ESPN let him go, but anyway. Uh, so wow. He has, uh, Alabama and Georgia rematching in the national title. So yeah, uh, he's got the playoffs shaking out the way I see it. Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan, Georgia. He's got Baylor, Ole Miss in the sugar bowl. Early line is Ole Miss two and a half, by the way. 
Ohio State, Utah in the Rose, Notre Dame and Oklahoma State in the Fiesta, Michigan State and Pitt in the Peach Bowl. Texas Bowl, he has Kansas State, LSU. So there you go. And, you know, he could be wrong. These are a little inconsistent. But according to McMurphy, Kansas State, LSU. And the Texas Bowl, Iowa, Kentucky in the Citrus. I'm not watching that. Wisconsin, Arkansas in the Outback. Yes, I'm I'm definitely watching that. Wake Forest, A&M in the Gator Bowl. That could be fun. Uh, Purdue, Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. Dukes, Mayo, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. little local flavor. I like it. Uh, trying to find Mississippi State here. Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech, Mississippi State. That's probably most likely. That's what I thought going into this weekend. That hasn't changed. It doesn't look like. Uh, you love the storyline with uh, with Mike Leach going up against Texas Tech, a school that he's actively suing for for money, uh, his former employer. So you love the storyline there. And for state fans, it's an easy trip. And the same thing applies that I think about New Orleans to Memphis. Is Memphis as fun as New Orleans? No. I mean, not even close. It's not. But if you can't have fun in Memphis for a couple of days while you're going to a football game, that is a you problem. That is not a Memphis problem. Go to Memphis. Have fun. Ignore the people that say things like, well, you better wear a bulletproof vest. Ignore those people. You can go to Memphis and have fun. Bring the kids. Take them to the zoo. There's really cool spots. Memphis is cool. You can have fun there. You can. So I I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Let's see. Uh, Auburn, Houston, and the Birmingham Bowl. That could actually be pretty fun. Any other SEC games? I think Florida, UCF, and the Gasparilla Bowl. Why not? Sure, sure. Uh, Air Force, Missouri, and the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Hell yeah. Love the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. (laughs) Oh, yikes. That's pretty tough. So I think that's all the SEC schools. I think it's everybody. So there you go, for what that's worth. Liberty Bowl seems most likely for state. Um, who will Ole Miss go after if they're unable to secure Levy? Good question. Probably Kendall Bryles, just because. Um, maybe Graham Harrell, although he's a bit, he's an air raid guy. I don't know. I, th- that would be my guess, would be those two first. But then after that, I have no idea. Uh, what Lane's done with staff hires has been pretty out of left field for some of them, and they've been pretty good. His staff hires are pretty damn good, but they have kind of come at a surprise. So I have a feeling it would go the same way this way. Yeah, Jason, you're different, though. He said, I hate big cities, but I used to go get a cabinet state park just over the bridge from New Orleans right on the lake 30 to 45 minutes into town. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, big cities aren't for everybody. Uh, my opinion on these bowl games is not like you should want to move to these places. I'm not saying that city living is not for everybody. But if, if you're wanting to have a good time, you can have a good time in these places. No doubt. Cole Rebus says, no, we know what we saw against A&M, Auburn, et cetera. They aren't winning at all. You can't hide what happened in Auburn or A&M. Well, can you hide what happened in the Ole Miss game? Because they beat the crap out of Ole Miss. They dominated Ole Miss. So... Transit of property in college football does not work. 
you, you, you can't use it like that because when Alabama and Georgia played, Alabama dominated Georgia. You saw that happen with your eyes. Alabama still has a top three talent roster, maybe top two. Um, I don't know. I just I don't I don't like using. Well, they lost to A and M. Ole Miss beat A and M. So you're saying Ole Miss is better than Alabama? No, because Ole Miss played Alabama. I don't know. I just I think Ole Miss is a, a really good team. I think they're probably the sixth or fifth best team in the country. Honestly. I think they're better than Oklahoma State. I think they would beat Oklahoma State. I think they're going to beat Baylor in the bowl game. I think they would beat Notre Dame if they played. But Ole Miss went to Tuscaloosa, and Alabama handled them. I mean, so so what do you do with that? Chelsea says, anything Bryce Young can do, Matt Corral can do better with a five-star line and four and five-star receiving core. I mean, I think if roles are reversed, they things would be different maybe, but... Bryce Young happens to be the one at Alabama, and he's happening to do. Um, he's happening to do what he's doing there. I mean, you you can't hide it now. I mean, that that was the best defense in college football, and Bryce Young threw for four hundred and twenty-one yards and three touchdowns. Going into this, Georgia hadn't given up a three hundred-yard passer all season. Georgia was averaging one point per 14 possessions or something like that. I mean, it, or one touchdown per 14 possessions. That's right. It's one touchdown per 14 possessions. They, they stopped everybody. Georgia's defense was dominant over everybody. It was the best defense in college football. Everybody going into this game didn't think Alabama had a shot. Bryce Young lit them up. You, you can't ignore what you just saw against that defense. Can't ignore what you just saw. Oh, okay. Sorry, Memphis Rebel. I'm way behind on these comments. Sorry. I'm like, I'm 30 minutes behind on that comment, but I hear you. I understand what you're saying now. Uh, Zach says, this USC Cal game starting in an hour is an absolute eyesore on the weekly schedule. <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point, what are they doing? I mean, I guess bull eligibility is on the line, right? Isn't that right? For Cal, I could be wrong. Honestly, I, I forgot that game was being played today. Does Georgia have to have the Pedro Martinez, New York Yankees type conversation with themselves? That's a good question. Jason says, Georgia couldn't stop Bryce Young's running early. Every time they blitzed, dude ran right up their nose for a first down or more. Yeah, and that's the thing. Bryce Young hasn't really run much this year. That's not really been a thing that they've asked him to do. Uh, but... Look at what he did when the stage was the biggest. T says, call me crazy, but I don't think Kelly takes any staff from SEC schools. Just a feeling. Money talks and where he is talks, but I I, kind of get that feeling too. I think that, again, I could. this is just a feeling. I don't have this sourced or whatever. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I talk to SEC coaches like some people in my business do. I, I haven't texted an SEC coach today to ask about this, but I have a feeling. It's just how I'm drawing connections that may not be there, but based on the way the college football world has reacted to Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, 
and other things that have come out lately. I, I don't think that Kelly's all that well liked in the coaching business. Could be wrong. He could hire Jeff Levy tomorrow. I don't know. But that vibe certainly comes off right now based on the way everybody's reacting to how this has gone down at Notre Dame. Yeah, Dark Steel, he made everybody eat it. In fairness, although I picked Georgia, I kept warning people, you're counting Alabama out, and it's a stupid thing to do. Stupid thing to do. M says, that's the best game in the trenches I've seen in a while. Jason's asking, did Virginia fire Bronco Mendenhall? No, they did not fire him. In fact, Bronco Mendenhall's statement afterwards uh, was pretty transparent. He talked about how uh, they tried to convince him to stay, but he specifically referenced uh, being being a husband and how he needs to focus himself on that. Uh, it was pretty transparent. He said he's he's lost himself in his personal life. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you get my point. He, he specifically referenced, you know, recalibrating his priorities and getting his personal life straightened out because he was failing in his personal life. I thought that was pretty admirable and transparent. He, he put millions of dollars in his dream on the line to do right by his family. If if what the statement said is on its surface true, that I think that's pretty admirable to to do it like that. So uh, read it if, if you want, if you haven't seen it. But yeah, he resigned uh, for that. For that. Chris, they uh, they weren't chanting overrated at Memphis for their ranking. They were chanting overrated at, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, the 17-year-old that uh, people claim is a lottery pick. Oh gosh, what is his name? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm pulling it up right now. So you guys don't, I'm way behind on comments. So by the time I get to them, I, uh, I will have already answered it. But yeah, they... The, the students were chanting overrated at uh, that one guy that is supposed to be a lottery pick for Memphis. He's young. Uh, he was a consensus five-star. People think that like he's an NBA player next year and uh, really struggled against Ole Miss today. He didn't start today. Uh, Bates, Bates, excuse me. Yeah, he went one of ten from the field. Uh, his benching was actually a big story. But that's uh, Imani Bates. That's who they were chanting overrated at. It was not Memphis. It was that particular player. I heard it from the very beginning of the game, basically. So that's where that was coming from. Fake slide on Sportsmanlike in 15. Yeah, I'm in. Yep. If you are giving yourself up or they just blow the play dead. You know, maybe don't give them an unsportsmanlike, but if they start giving themselves up, blow the play dead. Battle in that. That'll end that. Oh, did the suit get dismissed? I, I I didn't see a story about that when I Googled it a few weeks ago. Because I remember there was that one columnist in Texas that said that Mike Leach would get consideration from Texas Tech for the job. And I thought, wait, he's suing them, right? And I Googled it, and the only stuff I could find was mentioning um, that the suit is still going on. That's all I saw. Anyway, Zach says, there will be too many lock them in a closet jokes with that Liberty Bowl matchup. Would much prefer going to Houston. 
Houston's more fun than uh, than Memphis for sure. But I don't know where you live, Zach. But I, I feel like it's probably an easier trip to to go to Memphis. Um, T's asking for restaurant recs. If you follow me on Twitter, I'll send this list to you. Just uh, just send me a DM and I will screenshot this list. You actually keep a list on my phone of uh, of places you need to go. Um, Pesh, that's downtown. That the best oysters I've ever had. Uh, one of my favorite meals. Uh, Cochon, also kind of downtown. Uh, you know, you got to go to Giacomo's and Blue Oak. Great barbecue if you're into barbecue. Like some of the best I've ever had. Um, Dookie Chase. I'll send you this. Yeah, you you have to have Twitter. You're a college student. You have Twitter. Send me a DM, and I will screenshot you a list. I've got look. It says New Orleans places to eat right here. I'll just send you this list. But I've got some of the basic ones on there, like the you know the places you have to go to. But I've been to all of these except for two that I've added that I want to go to. So this is the the list I've been working on for a while. So send me a DM. I'll screenshot this to you. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you don't have to wear a vest. It's in little Chicago, but you better pack some heat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason says, I despise that nonsense about Memphis. I've never had any issues in Memphis. Me either. And the VA hospital is right in the bad neighborhood. No, I've, I've been to Memphis a handful of times. Always enjoyed myself. You, and that's the thing about places like this. Like, if you're, you know, in your 40s, maybe your 50s, maybe even older, no, don't go to Beale Street unless you're you're down for a party like that. But that's not the place for you. That doesn't mean there's not really cool spots in Memphis to go to. There's great breweries, too, in Memphis and New Orleans, obviously. But you don't have to go to Bourbon Street to enjoy New Orleans. You don't have to go to Beale Street to enjoy Memphis. There's more to it than those. <laughs> Zach, hear me out. If Levy leaves, John Gruden will come to town. I saw message board geniuses. Uh, I for, Was it Nebraska? Or, oh, no, it was Oklahoma. An Oklahoma fan saying that Gruden coming to Oklahoma would be would be great. Yeah, you can't. You can't hire that. Cole Reb, if you think that the Ole Miss-Alabama game only went down like that because Kiffin was in his own head... It was a physical mismatch that day. Gun to my head is Mike Leach, the coach at Mississippi State after the 2023 season. Yes. Yes. He can't keep losing to Ole Miss, though. But I think they're going to have a pretty good season next year. I mean, I think that's a 7-8 win football team again. Uh the problem, Travis, that State has has put themselves into here is having their quick trigger on Moorhead. Whether or not it, it was about results on the field or locker room stuff, all anybody sees when it comes to Joe Moorhead is two bowl games, beat his rival Trice, still got fired. Because of that quick trigger, unless you want to taint your job, Mike Leach has to be given a longer leash than he would usually get. So yeah, but I, I think they're you know I think they're have a good team next year. So it really doesn't matter. But ju- in case they don't take the next step, 
the leash is going to be a little bit longer or else you're going to taint your job. And I think John Cohen understands that. And if Mark Keenum's doing it right, John Cohen is directly tied to Mike Leach, to me. You don't get to hire three football coaches, not if the first two don't work out. So, Ole Miss Baylor will be fantastic. It should be a really good football game. It should be a really, really good football game. Jason says, I think Alabama had a, or has a motivational problem when they're a young team, but still, when they show up wanting to play, they're as good as it gets, just young and inconsistent. Yeah, they're not football-playing robots, after all. That's why uh, Saban ranted the way he did a few weeks ago on his coach's show, because fans expect them to be little football-playing robots. They're not human. Fans were mad that they didn't, beat Arkansas, a ranked West opponent, by more. They won, but they didn't win enough, and fans were mad. He was right to be pissed. Chase says, Michigan has two big plays and lackluster. Otherwise, people nationally are going to lose their mind when Bama and Georgia don't match up in the semis, then dog walk to the title game rematch. Yes, they will. People are going to be mad, but that's fine. That's fine, because I I agree with you. I think Georgia uh, will absolutely take it to Michigan. We'll absolutely take it to Michigan. No, we're not handing out the Heisman over one game. Look at Bryce Young's stats all season. Look at his numbers. He's got the best numbers in college football on top of what he just did today. No, Georgia can't get past the hump. I mean, hell, I like to throw this out on the radio show sometimes. Guys, It's been 41 years since Georgia last won a national championship. 41 years. 41 years. 1980 was their last national championship. (laughs) People forget that. You think that, I mean, they are a national powerhouse, but they haven't, that hasn't turned into results. Mark Richt could have lost in SEC championships. These playoffs have to go differently or else there should be a narrative about Kirby Smart. Again, maybe he'll just recruit his way out of it and it won't matter, but he got schooled today. Can't go down like that in the playoffs. Quinn uh, Ewers is not realistic for Ole Miss. No, he's going to go back to Texas. The fact that he signed with Ohio State at all is still so stupid. Quarterback recruiting is... It just it hasn't caught up to reality yet. What did he think was going to happen at Ohio State? So he joins a quarterback room, graduates high school early to join a quarterback room where the starter that won the job is a redshirt freshman. What did you think was going to happen? When do you think you're going to play? You think you're just going to jump the guy that won the job? When do uh, Quarterbacks get such bad advice, and yet there they go. You know, Ohio State's quarterback room is filled with four and five stars. When did you think you were going to play? And the people that gave him all of this NIL money, I, I support NIL. You guys know that. I've, I've ranted about it up until the day it became law, and I was pumped that it did. I want college athletes to be able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. What is stupid is when you give a million dollars and equity stake in your company to a 17- or 18-year-old kid before he takes a snap. That's where I think this is stupid. Why don't you, uh, I don't know, let them perform first? Dr. Pepper with DJ Uyunglele? 
Maybe, uh, I don't know, let him be a starter for a little while before you give him a lot of money. You're going to start seeing that. The NIL thing is going to change a little bit. Some people are going to create these funds as recruiting inducements, and that's fine, and I, I'm fine with it. Again, I support it. But the stuff like that Ewers got, you're going to start seeing some of that go away. Miles Brennan at LSU got a ton of money, got hurt. You're going to stop seeing some of that, I think. Oh, they're both four and seven, Southern Cal and Cal. Oh, that's stupid. Is Michigan a threat to Georgia? No, I don't think so. Cabin says Heisman equals quarterback on best team. Otherwise, Corral would have a real shot. Yeah, his numbers, uh, unfortunately, were were just not good enough to win what the award is, like you said. It's quarterback on the best team. That's what it's become. It's it's not, but he won it. He won it today. I mean, uh, we can argue this until we're blue in the face, but I'm telling you who's going to win. It's going to be Bryce Young. I mean, Matt might not even get invited. That That is possible. It's entirely possible. So we can argue about why this is happening all day, but I can tell you what is happening, and it is Bryce Young will win. What if Nick Saban and Kiffin swap OCs? Then Ole Miss gets worse. <laughs> but, I mean, Bill O'Brien schemed the hell out of Kirby Smart today. Obviously, he can coach a little bit. Obviously, he can coach a little bit. Bates seems like a hothead from his high school videos. I haven't seen any of those, but he, I watched a lot of NBA. I know he's young. He's really young. Uh, that guy's not playing in the NBA next year. No. He is not anywhere close to being an NBA player. Not anywhere close. He'll be in the G League next year. Slumming it for... $1,400 a month. I don't know how much they get paid. Probably more than that. But that's not an NBA player. That guy would not last at all. Not Would not last. When people say they don't play defense in the NBA, you, you're, you don't know what you're watching. Just because the guys can actually score doesn't mean they're not playing great defense. Like When I watched New Orleans play Brooklyn a while ago, I watched seven-foot-tall Jackson Hayes play as perfect of defense as you can on Kevin Durant and still gave up buckets. Why? Because Durant's a score. He can just score no matter what the circumstance. It's, it's always a bad, it's always wrong when people say that. That guy's an example. That guy can't score against college defenders. Zero percent chance he goes to the NBA and can score right now. No shot. He can develop into it. He's not ready yet. Oh, no way. You've been in Pennsylvania since August. Oh, man. Where? Where in Pennsylvania? I've, um, my, uh, my grandfather is, uh, is buried, uh, outside of, uh, Reading. Uh, I believe the little town is called Auburn, actually. Um, but yeah, man, I, that's, that's where my dad's parents, uh, his mom is is in a home now close to him, but that's where they were from. I grew up going to uh, to, to Pennsylvania when I was a kid to, to see my grandparents. Um, what was that little town called? Altoona, Altoona, Pennsylvania. 
is where uh, where they lived. I think that's right. No, 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 no. That's not right. Maybe that is right. I, I, gosh, I don't, it's been so long since I've been there. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. Tell me, let me know where you live, man. I've got, uh, I've got family up there. I've got a couple uncles that still live around there. Anyway, sorry guys, <laughs> having one-on-one conversations on a live stream. Sorry. Um, Paul says, just went to the Luke Combs concert a week ago in Memphis. All over streets and no problems. Great time. See. See, you can have a good time in Memphis. State fans, go. Have fun. It's a cool town. You can do a lot of stuff. Sex said, there's a hidden restaurant in Memphis on top of the BB King Blues Bar that you have to use the fire escape to get to named Itabina. I've never heard of that. I got to check that. That's that, I've never heard of that. It's really cool, though. Keith Carter for AD of the Year. We'll we'll see. I mean, obviously, he's done a really good job here. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm more joking than anything else when I say we'll see how he handles baseball season if they come up short again. Chelsea says, personally, can't wait to see if Kiffin and Ole Miss develops into something more than the relative excitement of a Sugar Bowl. Convenience isn't greatness. We want more. Well, you're you're paying him now like you've got higher standards than just going to a Sugar Bowl, so. Jason, I do agree with you here. He says, I think Leach will retire before it comes to firing him. I agree. I, I think this is his last job. However it goes, I think it's his last job. Uh, if you can believe it or not, Memphis Rebels asking, how can the NCAA add an extra bowl game but not expand the playoff? Because the NCAA does not oversee the college football playoff. It's a completely separate entity. That's why. Because they don't see it. T, I don't get it either. That's what I'm talking about. Why is Devin Brown going to Ohio State? When do you think you're going to play? Because after two years, you're still not going to be playing, and then you're going to be disappointed that you're not playing, and then you're going to transfer somewhere else. These guys are getting bad advice. Zach says the point of NIL is to benefit the three-star Dak Prescotts that didn't already get 500K to go to Blue Blood schools in the first place, not to triple down on the already five-stars. It's a good point. I saw a breakdown of NIL deals uh, you'd be surprised at how evenly distributed it is. Football obviously getting the most, but women's athletes, which is a, the, a great thing, which is what I was talking about all summer when we were deciding whether or not to do this, was the the athletes that are, that are going to benefit the most are the non-revenue sports because football players at the right places were getting taken care of one way or the other. But the Mississippi State women's basketball team, they could have cashed in when they were making their runs. Caitlin Lee, the softball pitcher at Ole Miss, she would have made a killing. So, yeah, it's the, the smaller sports are actually doing really well in, uh, in NIL. Uh, gymnastics, gymnasts are doing really well. Uh, Olympic sports are doing really well. So, Jason says, I'm a state guy, but if Corral isn't invited to the Heisman ceremony, y'all on the shows ought to never mention it again. That's an obvious hand in the cookie jar moment. Bama basketball is really freaking good, man. They're this good, and they lost the SEC Player of the Year. And they're this good. Beat Gonzaga today, who's number three. 
suburbs outside of Pittsburgh. Nice, man. Pittsburgh's a cool place. Really cool place. Uh, I've got to figure out exactly where my family's from. I know it's we would fly into Reading, and we'd have to drive a little bit to get to where they were. Uh, I think, yeah, I think my grandfather's buried in Auburn. I think. Tiny, 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 tiny little town. But, yeah. It's cool, man. It's a pretty, pretty region of the country. Weather isn't like it is down here, but pretty region of the country. What wind does the Big Ten have this season that isn't over itself? This is the third time to watch an Iowa game this year, and it's a tough watch. I said on the radio show that watching Iowa football, I think I said this Friday too, that watching Iowa football is like watching a colored-up version of something from the 1930s. They can't score. And they run just this slow I-formation fullback, two tight ends offense that just doesn't it doesn't score anymore. There is a Bass Pro Pyramid. It's pretty cool, <laughs> if we're being honest. Didn't Tyson fight in there? Where you're buying uh you know spinner baits where Tyson threw a punch? Didn't Ali fight in there? It's crazy. The NCAA, that is. Yeah, yeah, They. Uh, you would think they were gods. But no, they have no control over the college football playoff. Kevin says, thanks for the stream. Anytime, guys. I love doing this. I love doing this. If things happen, we'll do a few more around bowl games and stuff after State's bowl game, after Ole Miss's game. Um, and maybe later on, if big news events start happening over weekends, yeah, we'll fire these up at night, too, and not just during the weekday. But anyway. If Lebby leaves, assuming Gabriel goes with him, what quarterback does Ole Miss go after? Uh, possibly Miles Brennan. Wouldn't be surprised. Po- I mean, it, it seems like they've really cooled on uh, Jack Miller, the Ohio State transfer. Uh, that could come back open. I mean, there are still some guys that have yet to hit the portal that I mean, there's two guys at Southern Cal right now that if they hit the portal, I assume Ole Miss is going to go after hard. So we'll uh, we'll have to see. I have reached the end after Jason's. I remember watching Penny Hardaway, he says, play in the pyramid before it was turned into heaven. Yeah, man, I, th- I think Ali's fought in there. I think Ali and Tyson have both fought in there. And now you can go watch a fish feeding twice a day. Anyway, but we are at the end of the comments, so that means we are at the end of the night. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm sad, truthfully, that this is the end of scheduled college football. We got bowl games and stuff, and that's all going to be great and recruiting and everything after that. But it is kind of sad that it's over. And uh, I thank you guys for uh, for being a part of uh, of all this. Um, William, I don't know if anybody will transfer out. I think you might see an NFL declaration, possibly two. I guess they could transfer, but I think they're expecting that, I think. But thank you, guys. This is uh, it's been a lot of fun. Don't forget to subscribe while you're here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tell your friends also. It would help me a ton. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, I'll see you guys Monday, Monday morning, talking about bold destinations and stuff. We're going to get all the answers tomorrow afternoon. So I appreciate you, T. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, for being a part. You guys are uh, you are the best. This is more fun 
This is more fun than the radio show because of you guys. So anyway, uh, y'all have a good night. Enjoy the rest of the football if you can. I guess Pitt Wake's pretty good. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch the end of that. Uh, combination of both. I mean, I, I don't think Ole Miss is a tournament team because of how good the SEC is. Uh, Memphis is too talented to be as bad as they are, but they're really poorly coached. That's not a well-coached team. Um, Ole Miss is okay. They, they scrap. They play hard. They play really hard. They'll rebound well. They'll defend well. They're going to, in SEC play, really struggle to score on some teams, and, and they're going to lose frustrating games. But they're they're an NIT team. You know, maybe they can fight their way into being on the bubble, I guess, because the league is really good. So if you get a win, it's probably a significant one. But they're okay. They're not as bad as they look because college basketball is bad. So if you only watch Ole Miss, you think, oh, this team's terrible. College basketball is terrible. They're better than they look. And they play hard. And they, they scrap. And that that was why they won today. Because they just outworked Memphis. But anyway... Y'all be good. Thank you so much. I'll uh, I'll see you uh, Monday morning, though. We got a lot to talk about on Monday morning, so we'll uh, we'll see you guys then. Subscribe, tell your friends, and uh, and subscribe, and actually uh, and like the video as well. So, I'll, uh, see you then. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.